We are here, finally, on today's episode of Locked On 76ers. Keith and I discuss the 76ers in free agency. Keith has been telling us for more than a week about P.J. Tucker, and it is finally complete. He is a member of the 76ers, plus a few other players. We'll dive into it all next and why it has been a good start to free agency for the 76ers right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, basketball fans. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host, partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com. What's up, Keith? What's up, my man? How you doing, brother? Oh, man. Busy, busy day for you on Thursday. And as we uh, get ready for uh, the rest of free agency to get underway, man, some good things so far for the home team. But first, before we begin, we need to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here. Locked on 76 as well, Keith. The uh, story that you've had for well over a week, P.J. Tucker to Philadelphia, a three-year deal, upwards of $30 million. Well, the reports come out, as you pointed out, that it is, in fact, official after your reporting. You put that out there. It's done three years plus the money that you talked about for P.J. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's funny because, you know, I mean – I talked to a source about the, the whole thing and they said what happened is, you know, it's supposed to be three years, 27 and send us to get to 30. And like the way the money is, it's like, it's a little, the way it added up, it could be 33, right? The way the things are going now. But it was one of those things where like you look at Miami and Miami is offering 327 fully guaranteed. You start talking about the taxes and all that, that they don't have to play to go in, in Miami. Miami really wants them. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, 33-2, fully guaranteed. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of those things. So, you know, the fact that Miami was pursuing, you know, it, it enabled him to get an, an additional $6.2 million guaranteed. So that worked out for him well. Yeah, it worked out well and uh, worked out. Uh, for the 76ers, Daryl Morey bringing them back one of his former players from the Houston Rockets where they were having their success, making their deep runs in the playoffs to the Western Conference as far as the Western Conference finals. And I, I have to ask you, Keith, uh, just based on your information, uh, why did uh, P.J. Tucker decide that Philadelphia was the right place for him outside of the money? <laughs> why, why here? Why did it work? Why was this the place for him to be? You know, a lot of people were saying, you know, this is his agent is is close by, right? It's good. There's also some business ventures that he may want to deal with. But I also think that, you know, it also has to do with, I think the money had a lot to do with it. But then also when you look at how this whole thing is broken down and, you know, relationships, you know, James Harden back with James, um, Daryl Morey, you know, uh, they, they have a chance to win the championship. You're playing with, uh, Joel and B, but I also, but the thing that people told me that it was always bigger than basketball. You know, there are certain things he knows that. Let's face it, this is going to be his final paycheck, uh, payday rather. Um, 
three years, he's going to be 40 at the tail end. And there's some ventures that he can he can work on while he's here in Philadelphia. So I think that had more to do with it than, you know, being in Miami, this and that, the whole nine. I think like the fact that he could do things off off the court um, and position himself for life after basketball, you know, had played a major role in it. Well, I'll look at the basketball part of things, and I'm sure a lot of people are definitely doing so. Age 37, as you talked about, uh, doesn't bother me yet because he doesn't. While when you're 37, you lose a step. LeBron James is also, you know, up there as well. You lose a step, but you can still be productive. And I think he is still a productive player. I don't love the money, just like many others don't. But this is what the nature of the business is. Sometimes it happens that way. And in this particular case, you ask him to come in to be a more a very reliable uh, defender where he can guard multiple positions, a very physical player, a tough player, a dog, like we talked about after the end of the season, where so many people watching the 76ers, seeing them exit from the postseason yet again for the fourth time in five seasons in the second round, the frustrations there and saying this team doesn't have enough grit, doesn't have enough dog, enough fight in their team. And you have to start with some somewhere. And it may not be paying a third superstar or a third star, if you will, from elsewhere to come in and kind of change things when it comes to the complexion of the team. You don't want to be, you can be talented when you're playing against your opponent, but you also don't want to be looked at and they talk about you, how you're soft or some, somewhere along those lines. And one of those things there is they address that with this particular signing. And the other part of this is too, Keith, and I don't think people act like they didn't know that he won a championship, but he has won a championship. He was a big part of that Milwaukee Buck championship uh, a year ago. And while Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday stepped up to help Giannis and Denacumpo uh, for, capture that first crown for them, he was there as well, coming in from that trade from the Houston Rockets at the trade deadline. He came off the bench in the beginning. Dante DiVincenzo got hurt. They inserted him into the starting lineup, and he did some really good things from the battles with Kevin Durant in, in the Brooklyn series, from the battles – uh, within and everything else from uh, from the the Eastern Conference Finals to the NBA Finals, he's a winner. Uh, at least so far, we, we saw he contributed to a championship uh, crown. So that's that cannot be ignored. The fact that he has been there, he has done that. He got to the Eastern Conference Finals this past season uh, with the Miami Heat. He's a good player, and I'm not overstating who he is. All Sixer fans know who he is. He brings intangibles that are helping helping you win, and that's what they need. Other players that are not focused because you have four scores in your starting lineup with Harris, Maxey, Embiid, and Harden. It's okay to have one who's not focused on that, but the other intangibles where we discuss so many times and you in the press conferences, me during post-game on the radio, Doc Rivers talking about the 50-50 balls, not getting those extra possessions, those offensive rebounds or defensive rebounds to avoid those offensive rebounds from the opposition. That's what he brings to a team, these types of intangibles and a winning player to go out there and win. So from the basketball side, my perspective, that's what I think he adds to the table. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, they got to make some more moves because, I mean. I'm saying that. It's cool. Yeah, they got to add some more people because when I'm looking at this team, I'm like, okay, we got some defensive-minded players, some stuff like that. But, you know, I don't know if they're quite ready to make a championship. But what I will say this about it, when you go out and you get a guy like him and you James Harden and, and stuff like that, and we think about Joel Embiid 
you know, a lot of people talking about the age and all that. What it is is telling me that the Sixers are giving themselves like they know the window's about to close, mm-hmm. and they're giving themselves like two seasons to win a chip. You know what I mean? Like the last one is kind of like the farewell tour, so to speak. But you got to give them that extra year just because you want them, because somebody else would have had a better package if not. So to me, this is just telling me that they 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 intend. And I know every I, I don't like that saying because I think. Every team, for the most part, wants to win that year. But sure. I think they know that that window is about to close, and and that's what they're doing. They're trying to uh, load up and get it. But, again, great, great, great dude. Um, you know, it's 37. But, like I said, they're going to have to add some more pieces. They're going to have to Absolutely. Add and we'll talk about that uh, in the next segment. We'll talk about a few other signings and what they could also be, could potentially be doing going forward. James Harden, not yet signed as we sit here and record this podcast. Keith, so we'll, we'll address all of that as well. Get into some of the other things, the rumors out there in the final segment around the association. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens, right here on Locked On 76ers. And I have to tell you all about Arcade One Up. I've been telling you about it for the last uh, few days here on the show. And I want to continue to tell about it because it's a great thing that they have going on. And you talk about, hey, boom shakalaka. You heard it. You remembered it. You played that game. You shared it with your kids now. You talked about it. Well, now you can bring it because we have big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade One Up, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they're made, they've made it bigger than ever with a wait for it Shack Edition Machine. Yes, I've played this game as a kid with my dad, my brother, my cousins, my friends. We had a blast. And now we get to do it again with these new retro arcade games that they're bringing back. And this one, the NBA Jam. People are obsessed with NBA Jam. I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Yes, jump clear across the court. Set the ball on fire when you get hot gets on fire and one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. Pick your favorite teams with two players, no fouls, no free throws, and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. We didn't have this feature then. You have it now, a great part of this NBA jam. So pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's Arcade, the number one up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One is the place for fun they've got even more classics like golden team mortal kombat and many others starting at just 399 dollars. check this out they're giving away an nba jam shack edition to a locked on listener and for your chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade one up.com slash locked on that's arcade the number one up.com slash locked on you've got till july 8th to enter to win nba jam shack edition console don't miss out Enter today. Who are you going to play with? I'm going to play with my family, of course, and get the game in that way. And maybe I'll invite Keith over to play the game as well. Man, you're not trying to get, you're not trying to lose, bro. You know, I I smoke you in that game. Don't even try it. Okay. (laughs) I was one of those kids. I would beat people so bad I would walk out the house with their game. Oh, is that how you do it? Okay. Cool. Like, bro, you can't play. You might as well just get this thing up. All right. I'll send you home sad driving this time. You don't have to walk out. You can drive back home. Everybody, 
Uh, thank you for making Locked On 76 <laughs> your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. And in the offseason, of course, all the offseason moves, summer league games as well that will be upcoming. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, the Sixers weren't done with P.J. Tucker, also another former Houston Rocket. Daniel House, now a member of the Sixers, two-year deal to come back here and team up with James Harden and P.J. Tucker <laughs> here to Philadelphia. It's now Houston East after another signing from the Houston Rockets. What, do you, what can you tell us about the Daniel House, House edition? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Do you know, like, this is actually Daniel House's second time in this organization? He played for the Blue Coats. I do. Uh, yep. You knew that. Okay. So, so the thing about Daniel House is, you know, he's a, a guy who, you know, he's more of a, 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 a come off the bench, three and D type of guy for him. A rugged, you know, rugged, yeah, rugged yeah. guy. You know, could be a little streaky shooter, but he's a rugged defender. Um, you know, He's a dude who he just boisters your bench to me. I mean, he does. Like, we were talking about Jaden Springer. Well, he's a guy that's going to take Jaden Springer's minutes, basically, right now, right? Mm-hmm. But but um, also the thing about him is he's very familiar with James. He's one of James Harden's buddies, a former teammate, another Houston guy. But I think when we, when we talk to him, he's not really a guy we're going to say, okay, we're going to spread the floor and you're going to go to Daniel house. But what he is, is he's one of those guys. He's kind of like, um, uh, the Anthony Melton, like a rugged, gritty, tough dude who's going to help you as far as the physicality and defensive aspect. And these are the type of guys that doc rivers likes. And also when you add him to the mix with PJ Tucker, it works out, you know what I mean? Because they have, now this team has an identity, a personality. Yeah, and that's the ruggedness, the physicalness that uh, they, again, sorely missed a, a year ago. So now you come in and you have some some nastiness to your team. And not only are they going to be nasty, they can also play basketball. They're, they're, they're contributors. They're, this is what we talked about when we spoke about building a team. And that's what they're doing. I like Daniel House. I uh, like the addition. As you said, he's not going to be somebody that you clear out and give him the rock and let him go to work, but he can put the ball on the floor. He can hit a shot. Doesn't have great percentages, but he, he is a good player. And as I said, man, uh, just some nastiness off the bench. So when you talk about Tucker and House, it, it, de- depending on what Matisse Thibault's future is, DeAnthony Melton, four really good defenders out there on the perimeter on the wing, and for sure – three of them specifically in House Thibel and DeAnthony Melton that could really pa- cause some problems out there on the perimeter. Stingy. They've talked about wanting to get back to where they were defensively, where they were in the top three in the league. Uh, very stingy again defensively, and so far so good with this addition. Another one, uh, free agent guard Trevlin Queen has agreed to a deal as well, Keith. Um, non-guaranteed deal, correct, uh, with Trevlin Green. A queen, sorry, uh, joining here in Philadelphia, uh, a guard, uh, also part of the Houston <laughs> Houston organization in the past. And I, I guess this is just one to, for them to get a look at and, and see exactly uh, what they what they can do with him. So just another addition. And to your point, before we get to James Harden, they still need shooting and they still need a backup big if they're not going to go with Reed and Bassey 
as the primary, you're still going to need a veteran big. So uh, uh, shooting and, and, and a backup big uh, are imperative for me for the Philadelphia 76ers going forward. Uh, when you look at James Harden, Keith, he has not signed his contract extension as of yet. So what can you tell us uh, about the timeline of when he will sign it? Are they trying to do other things before they sign him to see where their money is? to make sure that they have the other things locked in before they take care of his deal. You know, that's what people are saying, but um, like saying it, it is an option, but you, you know, the, the Sixers are going to meet with James this weekend to negotiate a contract. Like, but to me, and when they, when we say negotiate a contract, I, I find it hard to believe that they already didn't don't haven't came up with a number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like hey, we might need you to take this much less, and then we'll, you know, we'll do something. I just think that what it is when they say negotiate a contract, it's kind of like you, like what you said. Um, okay, well, we may be able to move a couple players around, and and you know, if we do that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to hold off until we ink you, until we agree with something. Because let's face it, he can't sign a contract until at least the six at twelve o'clock. So, you know, they have some time with that. But, um, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, he's going to get paid. But but at the same time, I think, like, they're waiting to see if they can make a move. Now, again, you are going to go and you're going to talk to him. But to me personally, I think it makes more sense to uh, come up with a figure after you know exactly who's going to be on there and how much the, and what the caps cap salaries are going to look like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, we'll wait. We know it's uh, we think it's a formality that's going to take, you know, play itself out where he's going to be here again and what the extension looks like, making sure they take care of the other moves. The one I, I like, I really like the Daniel House sneaky good move, shot 40 plus percent last year from beyond. And I, I think it was a solid pickup there. And James Harden, listen, I guess putting his money where his mouth is <laughs> right by taking a pay cut and allowing these other players to come in. As you uh, pick up the mid-level exception, the full mid-level, full mid-level exception for PJ Tucker, the biannual for Daniel House, and now we'll see what what else they're able to do. Veteran minimum, some trades that potentially are out there for them. In the next segment, our final one here, Keith, we need to talk about maybe some other things with some current players, maybe on the move, but also take a peek around the league because a big name has asked for a trade, and many are in on that one myself included if they can find a way to get it done we'll talk about that next on our final one here locked on 76ers so you're saying you want this dude huh that's what you're saying before we go into it huh that's what you're saying Uh, yeah okay okay. i'm just checking i'm just checking but let me see this maybe we should bet on this right he's talking about he wants kevin durant you know maybe we should bet on it nah just messing around Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all your latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online, 
where the game starts. And as I always say, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. <laughs> well, do it today, people, for sure. And Daryl Morey started doing it yesterday as far as the moves. Daryl Morey, Elton Brand doing a good job so far. Uh, Keith, by the way, I wanted to bring this up. I was a little surprised to read this earlier in the day. Uh, source put out there that uh, Brett Brown, former 76ers head coach, was uh, teaming back up with Greg Popovich in San Antonio as an assistant on the staff. Were you surprised by this? Because I, I was kind of surprised. To, why, to, why were you surprised? He would take another year maybe off as his son uh, gets ready to, uh, for his final year in high school. Okay. And then goes into college playing basketball at the University of Pennsylvania. And uh, Sam Brown, really good player. They you know, did a great job uh, teaching him the game. And I was a little surprised that it was now. Uh, I wouldn't have been surprised maybe later on next season. But now I, I was a bit surprised. Yeah. I think you got to get in where you fit in, too, though. Like, and excuse oh, me. Oh, no, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because like when you look at it right now, Say and I thought it was like a boss move, actually. Like it was like because like and what I mean by that is because like these last two years he was under contract. Yes. Right. So it's kind of like yeah, yeah, but from a 76er. So it's like, look, forget you, pay me, right? Like, you know what I mean? If I'm gonna get paid to sit at the crib and and and, and be able to do stuff, and now it's like, okay, well, those 10 million dollars is gone. Uh, well, not going, but I received this $10 million. I'm trying to get some more income. And let's face it, the best place for him to go is back in San Antonio, right? So, you know, I, I get what you're saying about the Sam Brown situation. I guess, you know, I would love to, it would be great to figure out, like, where is the, is the family going to stay here while he's in San Antonio? Or are they going to move back to San Antonio where Sam, you know, used to live at? Um, so, so my, my my so that's my question, but you know, to me, it, I kind of feel good for Brett because when you think of it, like guys who left here, like uh, Hinky, not in basketball no more, Brian Colangelo, not in the NBA anymore, right? And then you saw Brett Brown thing. So you know, Brett Brown basically is letting people know that hey, I can survive. I survived this, and I can move on. Whereas you know, the other fixtures quote unquote, they're like out of the NBA. So I'm a little happy for Brent. Hey, yeah, it was a good move landing back in San Antonio to rebuilding. So he has some uh he has some <laughs> experience with rebuilding uh, out there as as the assistant with uh, Greg Popovich, still the lead man there. Well before we get to Kevin Durant and some other moves around the NBA at the start of free agency on Thursday at 6 p.m. Keith, uh, anything you get any feel for anything else that could potentially happen with some players from last year's roster, namely Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel? You know, um, I don't know. It's, it's like the same old, same old. Like, exactly. I'll be honest with you. Like, like, you know, yesterday was crazy because there was reports that you and I talked about before, and I'm not disparaging anyone, but when people are saying, like, yeah, Tobias Harris is, could be on the move, well, Tobias Harris could have been on the move for the last couple of weeks. You know, the same thing for Matisse. So it's kind of like I, all I will say is that things continue to be fluid and there is like a chance that they won't be here. But I also think that if you're the Sixers, 
you're not going to rush just to make a move. You want to get the move you can make. And me personally, now I know there are some people saying things can shape up and shake up or shape up and uh, shape out in the next in the next several days, which is true. But a lot of times what you want to do is you want to see where free agents are going or, or you know, things like that before you you go ahead and make your decisions. So we'll let, let some rosters get formed, see who's available, see what teams are trying to do, because there are going to be some teams that want to make moves after free agency. So because they can't shore up the guys that they wanted to get. Right. They couldn't get them. So I think that's when we'll have a better idea. It could happen sooner. But to me, I think it could be one of those things where, like, it may not happen tomorrow. Or it may not happen at night like most people are hoping and wishing. And yeah, so it might be a quiet, quiet night, quiet few hours for Sixer fans after these initial uh, additions. Well, uh, before free agency got started, a big one dropped there, Keith, and as far as the inf- information, the news in the NBA, and that was Kevin Durant the uh, star for the Brooklyn Nets had formally requested a trade from the team. Uh, he told the the uh, front office and the management, the uh, ownership group, Joe Sy, and he, he has requested a trade. And that had turned NBA world upside down into a frenzy of everybody trying to put together a potential package, uh, at least getting on the phone with Sean Marks to see if they can get into the sweepstakes for Kevin Durant. A report then came out stating that Phoenix and Miami were the top two teams on his list, the destinations uh, for a place for him to eventually end up should a trade go down for him. Philadelphia, you saw their name sprinkled out there as well. So as far as the Philadelphia 76ers go, Keith, and, and you know we can just talk about it briefly, but when you bring up Tobias Harris, the numbers match there because of how much he makes for his salary and Matisse Thybul. Even Tyrese Maxey, uh, they're going to want something back. I don't know that Brooklyn would accept that as a package. There might be some more enticing packages elsewhere, uh, namely Phoenix. When you talk about the DeAndre Ayton part of it, so what do, what do you think of what do you think of uh, the Kevin Durant news as it came down? I mean, I think is you know, I mean, I was like amazed, like everyone. And let's face it, you and I were on the phone when it came down. Yeah, but. But here's the deal, man. Like, I know a lot of people, and, you know, our boy Ty, Tyrone, um, 97.5, you know, we him and I were talking about it, you know, yesterday. And I I get it, but I, I don't see the Sixers in that sweep state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I see Brooklyn, Miami, but I see Miami more so, you know. And now I know Miami, that Brooklyn's talking about, we're not trying to make a trade without Devin Booker or that's the reports coming out with Phoenix Uh for Phoenix. Yeah. For Phoenix. But I don't, I don't, you know, I I don't know. I don't see them giving him up for that. But at the same time, like I just don't see Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris and throwing a third player being able to go out there and get Kevin Durant. I, I don't, I don't see that at all. I mean, unless, is you you throwing in a bunch of draft picks and the team is doing a total rebuild. Like, forget it, we're tanking. I just don't see it. I think there's going to be too many other quality offers out there, you know, that, to make it work. I just don't see those three guys making it work, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. Um, 
So we'll, we'll continue to monitor that, see where it goes, see uh, where he ends up, see if he stays in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, what does this mean for Kyrie Irving? He already opted into his deal. So uh, that's going to be interesting to pay attention to that too, to see what happens with him. We keep hearing the Lakers are still in the mix with him, but uh, we, could you imagine uh, after we saw everything that happened with Durant and Irving and then Simmons going there and both of those two are gone and, he might have his team. He got his team. <laughs> he might have his team. Yeah, that would be wild. All right, a couple of uh, big notes from uh, from the NBA. Uh, Jalen Brunson officially uh, has agreed to a four-year, $104 million deal with the Knicks. Keith, he leaves the Dallas Mavericks. I thought it was a really good situation for him in Dallas to stay there, but clearly uh, they wanted him. He wanted them, and he has an opportunity to finally lead his team. Now, R.J. Barrett, you know, big top pick from a few years ago uh, for the New York Knicks. Julius Randle still there, but Jalen Brunson coming in four years, $104 million. This is a big move for, for the New York Knicks and a big move for Brunson as well. Yeah, they got to be careful though, bro. <laughs> like, we got to be careful. Like, I like Jalen Brunson. I really do. But New York is a different type of thing, man. Like, they want superstars. And, you know, he's a good player. Good player. I mean, I know National College Player of the Year, this and that, but I'm talking about they like that flashy stuff in New York, right? They love, you know, they want the bright lights and all this other stuff. That's a lot of money, but it's also a lot of pressure now that he's dealing with, you know, and the organization is because, I mean, you look at this stuff, you know, um, you know, all these guys are former CAA or still with CAA, you know, um, you know, the, the the president of basketball ops there, what's his name? Um Leon Rose and World yeah, Leon Rose. His son is his son is Jalen Brunson's like agent. Did you know that? Yeah, Rick Brunson, uh, who no, Rick Brunson, who, who used to play for Temple here in Philadelphia, played in the league for a long time. Uh his first agent was Leon Rose. Yeah. His close friend know? was Worldwide yeah. West, and he yeah. has coached under Tom Thibodeau. Uh, in in Minnesota in the past, so there's familiarity. There's a family. There's a family feel with them. They are family. And but that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like, did you know that Leon Rose's son is his agent? Yes, Sam okay. Rose. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like, it's like one of those things. Don't get me wrong. I wish the brother a lot of luck. I'm not hating, but what I'm saying is, with all that connected, comes family. that pressure if it doesn't work out, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and like, you know, people, we don't say tank, you can't have tampering. They say, Oh, there's no tampering, but dude, bruh, like your son, like my son is your agent. Like, come on, man. Like it is what it is, but we'll see. But like, I mean, if I was New York, I like to do, but I think he'll do well there. The one thing I can say about him, watching him three years at, while at Nova, winning the two championships, the uh, final year there when they won in 2018, National Player of the Year, he's a winner. And when you talk about pressure, he's not afraid of, of anything. Just to kind of backstory from some people, Keith, who may not know, he had originally uh, committed. He was going to go to Temple. Not He didn't commit. It looked like Rick, Rick Brunson was going to be on the staff. Some things happened. And Rick did not get the job. Jalen decided to make a U-turn and not go to Temple. He went to Villanova instead. And whenever they would play in the Big Five and play each other, 
it was rough, you, you know, him playing against those Temple Owls at Temple uh, for the things that they would say uh, about his father playing there and still being one of the top teams in the country. Having that pressure and that bullseye on them the entire time they were there, he was there from 2016 to 2018, and again, winning those two championships. He's not afraid, and, and that's one thing that I do know, and I know it's the NBA, and I know the money that comes it's with it. Different, bro. It, it's, it, 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 it could be completely different, but sometimes you have that pet pedigree of you where that stuff doesn't bother you. And I don't think that stuff gets to him personally. I don't think it gets to him. So yeah, we'll see. We'll I, I think it's uh, I, I, it's great for him. Great for him. I don't. Yeah, care. I'm mad at him. He got a hundred over a hundred million dollars. Got a hundred as a second round pick. Yeah. Look, listen. If I'm Tobias Harris, bro, I'm happy because now people aren't gonna come down on me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Any other uh, any other moves stand out to you uh, out there? Lou Dort for me, five years, eighty seven million dollars to return to Oklahoma City. I thought that was a big win for him. Uh, so that was that was a big deal uh, that I thought was was something that I liked for him. Uh, Danilo Gallinari traded to San Antonio, negotiating a buyout with the Spurs. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, he's going to be out there. Gary Harris returns to Orlando two years, about $26 million on $26 million for a two-year deal. Uh, a lot of movement, as we it, it were to expect, Keith, on, on this opening day. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun stuff. And uh, obviously here in Philadelphia, the one that stands out, P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, and uh, Queen also. Uh, joining the 76ers at the moment. We'll see what else happens. James Harden, as Keith is reporting, will speak with the 76ers over the weekend to look to finalize his contract and coming back to be a part of the Philadelphia 76ers. Keith? I want to say something. I want to say one thing. There's mm -hmm. one thing before we go, and I know we got to go. We've been on the air long. And you're talking about the pressure in New York. There were four players in the history of the Knicks that have $100 million plus contracts. Allen Houston, Carmelo Anthony, mm -hmm. Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson. Bro, Julius Randle had $100 million? Yeah, he got $100 million. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and now they're trying to, they were thinking about trading. But look, let's roll right. So, like, and now you can't. So, look, so the deal is, I'm just saying, that comes pressure, dude, in New York. No, I'm not saying it doesn't come with pressure. I'm saying I think he'll handle it, especially when people know there that he's not the star, the superstar. But he's you got to be the superstar to get that money, man. Like I think that's RJ Barrett. I think they're I think they're looking to lean on RJ Barrett for that. Quite honestly, what he gonna get what he gonna get one fifty? I, mean, I don't like, know. Like, I don't yo, know. Um, but he's gonna be up for monopoly it. money. He's gonna be up for his extension. He's going to be up for his extension, and they're going, to, they're going to pay him. And I think he's the key. While Jalen, they needed to do something, and they finally got themselves a point guard from Kimball Walker, you know, so many names that they've tried, and it hasn't worked. They finally have themselves a point guard. and But R.J. Barrett, I do believe, is the one that they will lean on as the face of that franchise, in my opinion. But it should be fun. And uh, we, we'll be able to see Jalen for four more years. Four, Four more years, four times a season as they come back here to Philadelphia twice and the Sixers go to New York two times as well. Keith, uh, always fun, man. Always appreciate spending this time. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Our next episode will be on Monday. But if anything 
crazy like Kevin Durant happens, right, Keith? We will jump on and find a way to come on and, and speak with you all. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, with all this crazy stuff going on, let the people know where they can find you for breaking news and catch up with me as well. Well, first of all, what y'all need to do is wherever, I shouldn't say need to, what we would like for y'all to We do. would love for you to love do for, this. Love for what we, we adore you guys for doing. It's like, let me stop. Like, if, we, uh, if you want to listen to our podcast, wherever you go to podcast at, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast at. Secondly, if you want to get, get our Locked On 76ers YouTube channel podcast, click go to Locked On 76ers when you the YouTube site. You, you see the uh, Liberty Bell, click on that, and you will become a subscriber. But what you need to do for this morning, when you get done with listening to this podcast, go to 97.5 FM radio, and you can listen to my man D this morning. After this week, he's going to go back and he's going to be working from 6 to 10 on weeknights. What you can do with me is you can follow me in the Enquirer, right? Enquirer.com. Or you could purchase a Philadelphia Inquirer. But also, if you really want to keep up with us, like all day, daily, what we do, follow us on Twitter. Follow um, D at DivineG975. And you can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. Well, Keith, thanks, man. Uh, I know you'll be busy, but try to try to get some downtime in there as well. I'm going to try, man. You know I got to go out of town, so it is what it is. I'm about to hop on this plane in a little bit. All right, man. Well, we'll talk. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Peace. All right.